Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Social media, that is your conduit to us anytime you like at Joel Fletch SEN. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram is the way to do that. We're also on YouTube at SEN League. But we caught up with the man who played a major part in seeing Pakistan go through to the final. I'm talking mm. about the Netherlands coach, Ryan Campbell. Mm. Shane Watto-Watson, we caught up with him as well. But we do like on a Monday, Brian, across to our stable mates. Yeah, we had a chat to Woogie and Badge. But the Ryan Campbell, that was an outstanding interview. So take a listen. Ryan Campbell, welcome to the run home with Joel and Fletch. Hey, guys. Good. Uh, thanks for having me on. And, uh, yeah, I, it's not on my list of places to go for a little while. <laughs> Ryan, before we get into all this, where does that, either as a player or a coach, where does that sit, that victory over, um... It's funny. Like, a couple of people have actually asked me that. And I guess as a player, you always sort of look at the stuff you win, which, of course, you know, I was lucky enough to be in a very successful WA era with where we won shield titles and stuff. And But as a coach and as a... I think as a cricket lover, I'm not sure I've ever been a part of something as cool as, as that. And, you know, because it's not just that we beat South Africa and knocked them out of the World Cup and con- continued their hoodoo. But I think it was the way we did it. It just, we played the complete game of cricket. We batted well, we fielded well, we bowled well um, against what I thought was going to be the best team. I thought they could win the World Cup, the South Africans. But um, so for me, I guess, it, yeah, it's so pleasing to see uh, the young lads go about their work. Ryan, you've been coaching the Netherlands since 2007 and you mentioned the feat that was achieved for your team. Now, quite often in this scenario, it's a surprise to the rest of the world. Uh, Many people would have had you guys picked to run last in the pool. You run fourth, so that's a tremendous achievement. But quite often internally, you can sense something's different and there is better things to come. With this group this year and ultimately proven by the results, did you feel it was a little bit different this time around? Yeah, I, I did. Only because, look, the, the facts are that associate cricket, we all know that the the problem is we never get to play the big boys, basically. Um, but because of what we've done in the past, we, we qualified for that Super League, the ODI Super League competition. And that meant this year in the Netherlands, you know, we've played New Zealand, Pakistan, West Indies, England, Afghanistan. We've had all these series. And yes, it's a different form of the game, but because you're playing against the best teams in the world, players get to work out where they stand and, you know, is their game up to the, I guess, the standard of international cricket. And I think all those fixtures hardened us as a group. And then, of course, we added our county players who came in. Um, So I thought we could do something special. I honestly thought Super 12s, definitely. Um, I thought we could beat Bangladesh and Zimbabwe, which would be make us fourth, which... Again, they're the little things for us. Like, that's automatic qualification to the next World Cup. Yeah, wow. 
you know, that, that was going to be a nightmare. You know, there's only two places in Europe, and there's Ireland, there's Scotland. There's all these good teams during our summer, which meant no county players. So, um, you know, that... that oh, wait, without being too nostalgic, me as a coach, I've always said, if I can leave a place in a better position when I started, I now leave them World Cup bound, a great group of kids and some fast bowlers that are equal to some of the best in the world. Hey, Ryan, just on your team, well, your ex-team, the Netherlands, how, how many of those guys are professionals out of your squad? Uh, okay, so so we have, like, the guys that come from county cricket, we've yep. got about five or six of those. So, again, they've they got nothing to do with us, really, throughout the year, unless we can get them back, which is very rare. But the actual guys in the squad, we only have six contracted players in the whole of the Netherlands. Oh, wow. So... Most of them are, you know, when we have squads and, you know, when we were playing the West Indies this year and stuff, mate, I, I have to pick teams where guys need to get time off work. They have to be able to move move stuff around there for training times and stuff. So mm. that, that, that's, that's the tough thing that we'll always face is not a, a fully-fledged professional team. But, you know, hopefully if we can get some good sponsors and get the, the cricket going our way still, Hopefully, we'll have a bit of extra cash to make sure that our, our players are full-time professionals. But joining us now is former Australian cricketer and T20 World Cup commentator, Shane Watson. Welcome to the run home with Joel and Fletch. G'day, Shane. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'd love to have you um, with the Aussies still in contention. Are you shocked by it, Watto, or do you think they've landed where they probably were expected to land? Uh, well, after the after the first game or so, it, um, I think we landed where... Um, I expected us to land in the end. We just, um, unfortunately, just lost that. Well, it seemed like the first over against New Zealand when Finn Allen took Mitch Stark down. Um, you know, the, the energy from the Australians sort of just evaporated a little bit on the field. And then there was glimpses of being able to regain that and find that again. Um, someone like Marcus Stoinis with what he was able to do during the tournament. But we just weren't able to really just get back, get back to sort of being at our absolute best through the rest of the tournament. And in the end, we certainly didn't deserve to get through to the next round. Ryan Campbell on the uh, Netherlands coach, and he was saying that the it looked to him that we were still tinkering with our side three weeks out. Did it? Is that? Do you agree with that comment? I completely agree. Yeah. Um, I was very, I was very concerned in the lead up to the T20 World Cup that we were just changing around, like and significant changes as well. Like people, like Aaron Finch, been moving down to number four, and um, and you know, Cameron Green, who wasn't even in the T20 World Cup squad at that stage, was opening. Um, different people were batting in different positions. Bowls were bowling different times. Um, people were being rested, which I understand. I understand people being rested because there was a lot of T20 cricket in the lead up to the T20 World Cup. Um, but apart from resting, everyone should have been playing. The team that they were most certain to play throughout the tournament, then they should have just stuck with that because as soon as I see chopping and changing, and my experience with T20 cricket in Australia has been along those lines. We've very rarely got it wrong. There's a perfect storm in the in the last T20, men's T20 World Cup in the UAE where it just clicked. It was a, it was a perfect storm, but... We just have been very good at chopping and changing and just being quite complacent around that instead of just picking the team that we know is most probably going to be it. If there's an injury or if there's um, resting someone, just maybe one or two players, but don't chop and change key roles. And in the end, um, it cost us. As you know, it's a ferocious jungle out there when it comes to media and speculation and social media and all those sorts of things. All of a sudden, Andrew McDonald, who was the flavour of the month, and now Justin Langer, who's not there, and people are saying, oh, did we get it wrong with Justin Langer? Have you got a view either way on McDonald and Langer? 
Look, all, well, all I know is Justin Lang is an incredibly good person. He's a very passionate person, um, and he was he was very good at the at the team at that period of time when he took over. Um, yeah, you know, there's always I I believe there's a for an international coach there's a bit of a shelf life because it is so all encompassing. Um, around like a, two years normally with my experience, around about a time which um, people start to get a bit they get mentally fatigued and they get a bit tired because it's just so. Um, in, engrossing everything, the whole experience. So, um, and look, Andrew McDonald's taken over. The, the players really, really enjoy working with him. I've only heard great reports. Um, but when you know, a situation like this, a, a home World Cup, when things don't go as they, as we sort of hoped they would, with the quality and the world class T20 players we do have in the Australian squad, um, there's always there has to be questions asked. Um, and the main question is going to be, I believe, is around selection. That's a, in the lead-up to the tournament and then throughout the tournament, especially that last game when Australia needed to win. It, was, it blew a lot of people away, uh, and me in particular, why Mitch Stark wasn't playing. I, I, Kane Richardson, yes, he was, he'd done well in the lead-up to that tournament, to the T20 World Cup. But if I thought if Kane Richardson was coming in, the only person he probably might have replaced was maybe Pat Cummins because his form had been a little bit sort of not amazing in the previous sort of 12 months. So if there was going to be a change, it might have been that one, but certainly not for a match winner like Mitch Stark. I was gobsmacked as, gosh, in a commentary box, everyone else was as well. Hey, Shay, what about the next World Cup's 2024? Do you expect a total clean-out? Like, how would Cricket Australia handle this failure? I hope there's not a total clean-out because we've got the players in the, the Australian squad at the moment are some of the best T20 players that have ever played. So they're absolutely, even with the guys who are a little bit older, they still, you know, they still certainly have got a number of years left in of, of their best cricket. So there certainly shouldn't be an overhaul whatsoever because the calibre of players we've got is as good as there is in the world. We just need to find the right method and the right um, environment and the lead up to the tournament and during it to be able to just enable these players to just be at their best. So um, I, I certainly wouldn't, I, I don't think there should be at all because... You know, the the next the next generation coming through are certainly not as good as what we've got right now. These some of these guys are some of the best that have ever played T20 cricket. But for the time being, it is our great friends at Sports Day, Woogie and Badge. G'day, boys. Howdy. Hello. How are you, men? Going good, boys. How are you anyway, Fletch? I'm you going good. good. I'm, I'm a bit disappointed about our Aussie cricketers. Are they A grades? Well, I, you know, I was going to give an A grade to Woogie, and he'll understand why. Because for the last, I've been back for a, over a week, and he's been cheering against Australia every game. Woogie, why? Does that make him an A grade? Of course it does, mate. I'm, no, I, like a lot of your listeners, I'm I'm off I'm off Australia. I'm off the Australian cricket team. So they're out of touch. How dare you do that? No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care, mate. I'm 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 out of here with them. I just <laughs> and I saw, and everyone saw this coming. Everyone saw this coming. Ever since oh, I mean, I've been off them since Justin Langer got the axe. Mm. And yeah, mate, since Kim Hughes, you, you were dirty <laughs> yeah, on him then. Since he had a tear. <laughs> well, I don't know. Mate, and going by our text machine over the last week and, and on other shows as well, mate, a lot of people are off the Aussie cricket team. In- I, I got back from overseas and I didn't – I'd missed all the early – a lot early games. I didn't quite quite get it. I'm going, no, I'm just blindly following Australia. Woogie's going, no, they stink. I don't like them, what they're doing. Don't like the way they're – you know, they're going about their well, stuff. Well, what about... Pat that, Cummins in particular. Yep. I actually joined up to Linter Energy after he <laughs> made his comments. <laughs> I also got free KO, boys, so I just want to uh, chuck that in there. Hey, um, let me throw this early A grade then. Yeah. What, what, are your, what are your thoughts around Maxwell's comments? They're going, oh, no, we're not going to dwell on it and laughing and all. I mean, that's disgusting. It, it, it doesn't matter. 
It, yeah, that's, was... that's, it's disgusting, right? Well, we were discuss- Gibbo and I were discussing it off air. We seem to think they don't look like a team. And we were, we were discussing it doesn't look like they'd go out for a beer with each other. Seems like a, a team mm. sport full of individuals. Yeah, I reckon yeah. there's a divide in Heels, the team. And mm, I, think, I think Crash Craddock both said the words to the effect that there's not that electricity running through the side like the great teams have. That yep. You just know they're on the verge of, of, of having a red-hot go and maybe winning every game, but they just couldn't, couldn't sense it. And I, you could see that in the way they played. Boys, yeah, uh, get, get, get this into you, you two Queenslanders. <laughs> Scientists say they've discovered the ideal hangover cure. Hello. Get this into you. Apparently, and I'm going to come up with a drink. Yep. This is this is my future out of here. Apparently, <laughs> the real choice for a sore head is a special drink made from coconut water, lime, and pear. Mm-hmm. And you've got to follow that with a meal, or a small meal of cheese, tomatoes, and cucumber. Wow. Oh, don't so, make the yeah. cheese. Yeah. So that, that's all this, this vital research was performed by a team at the Institute of Chemical Technology in Mumbai, India, back in 2019. A team uh, led by Dr. Schrader found the combination of food and drink gives you a good chance of lessening your hangover quickly. What it does, it gets into your, your liver mm. and perform. Ah. Yep. So the consumption of it, coffee, no good. He says, hey, one- Fletch, sorry. I love the coffee. I know you, sorry, you, lo- you love going overseas in Indonesia. Do you mm. do the coconut water? Yeah, I love it. It's got to be cold, cold coconut yeah, water. Yeah, it's got to be good. Can you have heaps of it or does it just get a little bit too rich for you over time? No, just one have day. it. One day. Yeah, one day. Yeah. And you know what? That makes sense because Jimmy Smith's got the coconut water. Yeah. And every time I, I listen to him, yeah, I feel better. It. Yeah, he promotes it. Yeah. So coffee, this is badge, but this is no good. This is no good, coffee, badge. no good. Coffee decreases the ALDH, which is the aldehyde. Dehydrogenous, dehydrogenous, also known as ALDH. Yeah. So, hence, it is not advisable to consume coffee post alcohol in, intake because it. I'd, I'd give up the alcohol before I'd give up the coffee. I I need my coffee in the morning. How many coffees do you have in a week, Virginia? I have two a day. Mm. That's hey. all. That's not a lot, is it? No, it's all right. But it's, the dairy's no good for you. For your hips. Hey, Wilgenator. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know how you what? get. You know you get the muffin top. Well, I've t- I told you this story, Brian. Where um, <laughs> Not you badge? Chris, you got, Chris Hyington. You got snake hips. <laughs> Chris Hyington <laughs> presents as the most fittest person in the world, and he was trying to lose weight, and he couldn't when he was playing at the Sharks. He made one change, and that was to remove the milk from his coffee. Yeah, what happened? And it pushed him down another level. He said that yeah. was the. He tried everything, but he took the milk out of the coffee. And away he went. I do love milk, though. End up playing for England. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, Wolganator. Yes, if, mate. If you wake up a little bit slim, dusty, and you look at the clock, and there's about twenty nine hours left in the day, it's going to be a long day yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. What's your chosen sort of go to meal when you're feeling a bit? How you going? Yeah, fish basically and... asking what do you have for breakfast? Yeah, every day, day. just <laughs> <laughs> battered fish and chips, oh. straight up. Yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah, soak up that alcohol. About the bacon and egg burger. Oh yeah, no, nah. and, and I find don't Freezing. try this at home. Another beer, it gets no, you going. No, no, what no, time? no, 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 because look at this. What do you mean? <laughs> Maddie John's come on and said that it actually works. The no, hair it of the dog doesn't work. Well, who are you going to believe? Yeah, Doctor Shredder <laughs> or Matthew Johns? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Matthew. So yeah, me too. Uh, drinking more alcohol? Question mark. That simply delays the issue rather than making it go away. You're just likely to feel worse the following day. Okay, I, I don't, mm. I don't subscribe to that. Of course you do. No. Well, you no, that's life. It's not life. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Now, it's not often you get to 
talk to a legend. And this bloke is a legend. 103 tests for the All Blacks. Ma'a Nonu. And it was a fascinating chat. Uh, take a listen. Ma'a Nonu on the program right now. Run home with Joel and Fletch. No Fletch. Or yes, Fletch. No Joel. Fossey here. Ma'a, welcome to the program. Hey, guys. How are you? Thank you very much for having me. We're very well. Um, now, to, to promote this interview, I, I feel as if I have to go to the big question first of all. Brooksy is our producer and he's one of the best in the business and he's, he, he guides a show to 1.1 and he can put that forever on his bio. Um, he put up a photo, a social media photo, saying that we have you on our program and the photo had you in an Illawarra Steelers jersey, which is a bit random. It's a bit random, I must say. Do you remember that photo and what were the circumstances that you acquired an Illawarra Steelers jersey? Yeah, I, I I actually got that jersey probably about 2009 from a store in Canberra. So it's kind of like on the main road when you come out of the, the Crown Hotel. And there's a old league shop where you can get all the old tops, and I mean those are that was my favourite top because I just remember watching uh, Rod Wishart play back in the day, and oh, that's kind of nice. what the memory I have of him kicking that's goals. Amazing. Did you pay full freight for the jersey, like the one sixty five Australian, which is like you know two hundred your money? What what was the? Um, no, nah, I think it was on special because we actually beat the Brumbies that, that <laughs> night. <laughs> on, uh, <laughs> I think they threw in a Brumbies jumper as well. Just you got two two for one. So, Shammy, <laughs> Ma, are you still are you um still playing? Are you over in the states at the moment? Or are you here? I'm in um, New Zealand at the moment, but it's off season, yeah. Off season, so I'll head back in the new year. Yeah. So tell us a little about this. Is this in the same competition as the Guiltinis, or is this different? No, no, it's the same. It's the same competition as the Guiltinis. Okay. So they won it last year, 2021, and then um, this season uh, played against the Guiltinis home and away. So saw some of the old players um, there, and it was good to catch up again. Matt Gitter, Adam Ashley Cooper, um, you had guys Billy Meeks and uh, Luke Burden. So just to name a few. So who who are you playing with now, mate? I'm actually playing for the San Diego Legion. Oh, okay. So you're a bit further down the coast. How how is it? How is the standard, and how is it living over there in the states? Oh, it's great. Uh, I've been playing in the states for two years. Um, lifestyle is great. I mean, the competition's growing. It's been going for at least five five seasons. Um, so there's six teams in the. West six teams in the East now. Um, I mean, they've just got the rights to the 2031 World Cup and they've got the Women's Rugby World Cup too in 2029. So the game's certainly growing in the States. Was there yeah. any any ever interest from league, Mark? Yeah, there was uh, an interest back in 2007. So I, I mean, I made my debut for the All Blacks 2003, managed to go to the Rugby World Cup, which was in Australia. And then... Um, I passed for four years later. I actually missed out on the Rugby World Cup squad for 2007. And I I was at the end of my contract for Rugby Union. And um, I was just in and out of the side. You know, I was playing good footy. Then I wouldn't play well. And then I was in and out of the side getting dropped a lot. So I, I, I just thought, look, an opportunity came to play for, you know, in the NRL. And the team, the actual team was the Tigers. This was 2007 around. October and Tim Sheen actually flew over to New Zealand. He came to Wellington Airport and we sat down for a couple of hours talking about you know my transition into the game and Benji Marshall called me as well and I was excited to to change codes but at the same time I was kind of a little bit scared because I didn't know you know if I would go far or um, the leap was too far. So in the end I, I opted to um, just stick with like Union. 
I said, no, nah, I'm just going to give it another crack. And then you fast forward two years later, we, we actually saw the kangaroos in England. And uh, Brad Thorne was in our side because, you know, he was in the All Blacks for four years. And I actually saw Tim Sheen at the at, at the hotel. And he was just like, um, you know, it was actually a good option to stay. But he just said, you know, you, you, you would never know what would have happened if you came. But, I mean, what happened in the end? Making the All Blacks again, he just said, "Look, it was, uh, it was a it was a great choice, and it was you know good to talk anyway." So yeah. Uh, right now, well, it hasn't exactly been a golden year for the All Blacks. Um, watching on there from well, you're spending time in New Zealand now, but then watching on from afar when you've been playing in San Diego. What's your um, what's your appraisal of the All Blacks if they are to get back to their absolute best? And the World Cup's just around the corner. What has to be done? Yeah, I think it's been an uh, an eye-opening year, really, because um, I've said it before that they, they lost a home series uh, for the first time in about 80-odd 80, 80 years. You know, they've broken through records, losing to a few nations that they haven't lost to ever. So, you know, they lost for the first time to Argentina and, and, and New Zealand. So a bit vulnerable at the moment. And, um, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the other nations are getting better and better. Um you know, we, we still have to improve um, on the field. And as you see, we, we're, we're overseas on the end of year tour and it's not easy. Um, they did play Wales on the weekend and, and, and won comfortably, but Scotland's around the corner and England as well. So um, Northern Hemisphere is doing something right because, um, you know, they're all ranked in the top four and with South Africa. You would have seen South Africa's in the URC, which makes only Australia and New Zealand in the Super Rugby together. And, I mean, they do have to change a lot for next season. It's, it's more about being consistent, I think. Um, I'm hoping that they, they stick to the same side because sometimes, you know, you, you change a side all the time and you don't get the combinations right. So, um, always supporting the boys. And, um, you know, everyone always wants to beat us. And that's kind of what we hold there is, is never wanting to lose. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. And according to the text board, this bloke is a keeper. Well, he's not a keeper, but he's a keeper on this show, if you know what I mean. Ryan Grant of Sydney FC, Wacky Team Wednesday. And, of course, we crossed the Tasman, don't we, Brian? Yeah, we, we had a chat to Beaver and Kirsty. Wacky Team Wednesday. This was probably one of our better ones. So uh, it was all of uh, – you know what? Have a listen. But in the meantime, we're about to catch up with one of Sydney FC's finest. In fact, you know what, Brian? Mm. One of Sydney's finest. What? Why should I limit it to Sydney FC? Yeah, why not? Okay. Why and not? I, I believe you've got something well, pre-prepared. Well, I've just got an intro song. You're a here. pre-preparer. We haven't had many intro songs. Are you late. a pre-preparer? No. I, well, sometimes. Yes. Depends on the guest. Yeah. And now Ryan's going to get around this because I think you'll find this uh, very entertaining. Okay. Don't show up. Yeah, yeah. Don't come out. You ask me why I'm playing this song? All I know is that she was pumping iron at what is it, Barry's, uh, what's Barry's gym, the franchise? It's one of Martin Places, one of Bondi. Dual Leaper. Is this Dual Leaper? This is Dual Leaper. Yeah, so Barry's gym, Barry's boot camp. Don't know, Baz. You don't, you've never heard of Baz? Never heard of him. B.com. Mate, he was, he's the man. And, right. and Dual Leaper yesterday was up at five o'clock this morning, uh, yesterday morning. Right. Pumping iron. But anyway. Well, speaking of pumping iron. Without further ado. Ryan uh, is with us now. Now, I understand you're en route. To see Dua Leaper right now. I am, yeah. I've been um, sort of tagging along. My my girlfriend wanted to go. I'm not a massive fan, to be honest, but oh. I've got to do the right thing and follow the girlfriend there, so it should be a good night. Are you sure 
Because I've heard, I've heard the, yeah. actually the opposite. I've heard your girlfriend oh, yeah, yeah, wasn't really yeah, yeah, keen. Yeah. She wanted to go see the choir boys. And, <laughs> and you went, no way. Do a leap Yeah, you caught me out. I've had, I've had to twist your arm. I've had to convince her. <laughs> so she's happy to do it for me. Uh, good on you. Brian, man. question for you. Yeah. Because uh, I'm familiar with the works of Dua Lipa, and I particularly love the Elton John. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the duet. The duet. for du- Duo. The duo duet. <laughs> and I saw a photo of Dua Lipa. And actually, for a lot of our listeners, would you recognize Dua Lipa? She was walking the Bondi Esplanade. Is mm. that what, you, what do you call it? This promenade, word? the promenade, the... or my street? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, so in Cronulla we have a, an Esplanade, yeah. and in Bondi it's exactly the same thing, but you call it a promenade. It's called a promenade. It's called the prom. Oh, since... yeah, yeah, please. Anyway, can you walk under your um, Esplanade? No, I don't know, mate. Esplanade. I don't know. Rank word. Yeah. Well, what about our group? So France, we're we're no hope, aren't we? Well, let's be honest. People are saying, oh, France always lose uh, their first game. Hey, but, by the way, we're finished playing the cliche game, Ryan, yeah, so yeah, answer yeah. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Hammerous. Okay. Um, no, obviously it's not no chance. Like I said, it, we've got that. I mean, everyone knows what the Australian adage is. I suppose we've got a bit of ticker and um, we'll, we'll give our best. No, 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 no. We've finished we've the cliche game, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to sneak a few more in there. Yeah. No, I think, like, obviously they're the world champions, so it's going to be very, very tough. Um, but every game at the World Cup stuff, so I think that the boys will give it a good crap, but I wouldn't be surprised if we could get a point out of it, to be honest. Oh, okay. And so then we've got Tunisia. <clears throat> Excuse me, we could beat them, couldn't we? I don't know a lot about them, so I'm going to say yes. Yeah, we'll flog them. Just say that. We'll quote you. Yeah, flog them. All right, I like that. And Denmark, they'll be tough. Now, Ryan, can I just get back to football, the beautiful game? Yep. Can I ask you this? In pre-season... What do you crazy bastards do for fitness? <laughs> like, are you doing sand hills? And I'm just trying to compare, like, rugby league off-season to, to the football off-season. No, I think we're, we're sort of past that these days. It's sort of modern modern football and all the science um, around it now. Is we're not doing the old-school runs or the 10K runs or sand dunes or anything. It's more everything. Obviously, there's a lot of running and whatnot. Um, we do some, some ball work. But, yeah, a lot of running, but... Very tailored to the individual these days, which oh. I'm not complaining about. I used I, I'm quite fit. Um, it's one of my only strengths, to be honest. But <laughs> mm. um, I don't enjoy really enjoy the preseason. So th- these days, it's I wouldn't say it's a walk in the park, but it's a lot easier than it used to be. Um, but yeah, so game like, this bit of that game simulation. Bad. Okay, what Ryan. Are those, what are those Ryan, let me ask you this, because I've got this view that. You know, players are back training now. There's 48 weeks to the bloody grand final next year. Some players, or a lot of players, in fact, the majority of the top flight players haven't even finished their season 2022. Round one of the A-League, when would the team proper start? Like, how long before game one of the premiership would the team get together to train? We Yeah, we joke about it all the time. We have a four-month pre-season. Four months? Is, I mean... Yeah, so it's a long pre-season because our season probably isn't as long as some of the European ones, but we're obviously paid year-round. I think they get us right in mm. pretty early. and We only usually get five to six weeks off in between. Um, obviously, that pre-season is, is you don't start um, hell to leather sort of thing. You sort yeah, of yeah. build up to it. But, yeah, we start quite early in it. The longest pre-season in world football, we like to joke about and make mm. a kick up a stink about it with our, with our coaches. But it sort of is what it is. We're sort mm. of used to it now. Yeah, we, we're pretty much the same. Hey, getting it getting good. So Wacky Team Wednesday, look, um, 
I'd found this out that it was below average height day. I think it was on Monday. Yes. So for all the people out there who are vertically. What is average height day? Uh, five, foot, five foot seven. No. Five foot seven. Five A- foot eight. Average height is five foot seven. No, I think it's. I'm point. not above average height. No. Would it's I actually be average? 1.7. Metres. No. That's average height. No. It's I'm not in the top half of, of height for people. 1.7 is the average height. So you saying that I'm above average height? I'm not saying any. I don't know how tall you are. Well, I'm, I'm 173 and a half. Join the club. <laughs> you're, you're tall. Okay. This is the run home with High Tower and Fleet. This is worldwide, back though. This is worldwide. Yeah, I'll take that. There's a few countries I'll out there. I'll take that. Who aren't really. They don't need the asterisks. I'll take it. Brooksy's going over there and talk, telling me that in Australia it's 1.75. I go worldwide because it was the world... Um, so you're putting me in the in the high tower team. I'm not putting you anywhere. I'm just letting you know that <laughs> 1.7 is the average height. Well, I'm well above that of the man. Yeah, females about 1.6. So the other day was world mm-hmm. uh, below average height day. So I'm, the wacky team wins. It's going to be anything to do with height, small, yes, little. You can be actually. So it can't be big. It's all it's all on the on the lower side, right? So yeah. well, Graham, Graham Lowe, who doesn't qualify because he's a league type, right. would he count? Yeah, but Tattoo will be Rob Lowe. Tattoo will be in the same. Tattoo's definitely Rob, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe? Yeah. yeah. Um, what about the bloke who got the, the hat trick for uh, Ireland? Little. Who? Yeah. Yep. Jason Little. Jason Little. Jeannie Josh Little. Little. Josh Little. Josh Little. Josh Little. Oh. Someone, someone's throwing a little Nas. Gladstone Small. Can you hit some of these texts, Brian, quickly? Yeah, of course we, we can. We, we've been a bit rude on this. Um, there we go. Team nominations. This is Brad from Quakers Hill. He wants Petty Wong. The smallest currency in the US. Yeah. Matthew Short, BBL player. Yes. James Small, NASCAR. And that's it. What, what, what about 197? 197. What's 197? Go first. He says 29 minutes and still no sport. <laughs> Whack off Wednesday. He said, boys, any danger of getting a specialist sports person on the talk? <laughs> we are sportsmen. Uh, what's the E in Brian? Entertainment. Correct. Correct. Uh, okay, let's and go back to the, the tapes. S? What's the S in SEN? Sport. No, Sports. Sm- today it's small. Small. <laughs> That's right. Well, let's just do this. Uh, hit the music, you both. <laughs> this is the team giving you the... All right, fullback, Stuart Little. Wingers, Penny Wong and Kevin Short. Good. The centres, Lil Kim. Lil Wayne. Ooh. The halves, Napoleon Bonaparte. And the halfback and captain can kick both feet, Yoda. Front row consists of Tiny Tim and Biggie Smalls. The hooker will be Hasbulla. <laughs> oh. Back row, Midget Farrelly, Gladstone Small and Tattoo. Little scheming lock. Wow. Loves a short side. Wow. <laughs> the bench, Martin Short, Mini Driver, Prince and Tyrion Lannister. Wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall? Because you know how they leak it out to the papers? I read in the paper that Tyrion Lannister was starting at 5'8". Yeah, Hasbulla's back on the bench. Yeah. What, what's happened? <laughs> ah, so has, you think Hasbulla won't be able to handle the... the no, 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 no. You know how the uh, the papers usually get the team before everyone else? Yeah. I The team that I had read had Tyrion Lannister oh, at six. Yeah, oh. it did. It yeah, did. what happened? Well, I needed, I needed someone with a little bit of tactical nous. Little right. Bit. And who better than Napoleon Bonaparte? Small man syndrome. Yeah. That's right.
Uh, hey, guys. Team. Sorry. Uh, I didn't know you. Are you guys enjoying the T20 World Cup? Uh, is that on? Are you well, not, I, we it's thought you'd been broadcasting sorry, from sorry, the ECG today. The Rugby League World Cup, did you say, Kirsch? We can't wait. Yeah, we're, we're, well, there's, there's quite a few World Cups going on at the moment, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. We've got yeah, a bunch to choose from. Right. Rub it in. Rub it in. But we are going. I, I will be going for your countrymen. Yes. Oh, thank you. Me yes. too. We'll yes. have to have a wager on the uh, Rugby League World Cup semi as well. But we'll get to that. Yeah, I, we will. But you're not allowed to play... Silly buggers and go speak to the witch because <laughs> if you go, she you, knows. I oh know. Have you yeah. have you um, used her again? No, uh, we've just used our own punters here say, on SNZ. We didn't need to. Beef has won big in the last few days. He needs an accountant to deal with all this money, all the winnings Ooh. he's made. What have you done, Beef? The mattress. Uh, we, yesterday was uh, the New Zealand Trotting Cup, which uh, is a massive old week down in Christchurch where they make a whole week and uh, it's quite something down there. A little bit more low-key than the Melbourne Cup, but she, she's a oh, good party. Carnage. She's a good she's <laughs> loose party. All um, the students are there. And we we got tipped into about five or six winners yesterday and oh. it's, it's fair to say we've bounced back. Well, I've bounced back from my horror, horrible Tuesday of the week before. Um, but if get, I want to get back to Ma- oh, Nonu. Yes, yes. Um, I didn't know that he was very close to going to the Tigers in the, in the uh, NRL. Yeah, he went through a few phases, but like he's regarded now, him and his mate Conrad are probably the greatest midfield we've ever had. But for a long time there, he was in and out of the All Blacks, and uh, he got hunted a fair bit by the league boys. And and he's the sort of person that um, he would say, "Stuff yous, I'm off," and not not not, not even look back. Because oh, okay. um, obviously he went head to head with Sonny. For a long time, and but the the player that Ma turned into, he he always kept Sonny on the bench, really in the big games. So, yeah, he's he was a pretty pretty special footballer. And he's no longer a vegetarian. I found that interesting. Is he not? <laughs> no, no, he said he goes. I need. It. I, he said it was all well and good. Now, why did he do it? Because of his uh, son. Son. His son. Yeah, yeah d- doesn't like meat, so he he went and became a vegetarian. But then he said he needed protein. Wow. You, you don't often hear those stories, do they? Like a vegetarian coming back. No, but I think he, he was – he's not like – some of those vegetarians or vegetarians in general have certain beliefs. He yes. was only doing it because he's young. That's young right. Bloke. Yes. But he needed it to, to play. He needed that energy, he was saying. Yeah, So interesting. Anyway, that's all I've got for you today, guys. <laughs> uh, Samoa and Tonga in the league yep. going – you know, they beat New Zealand, um, beating Australia, Tonga. Yeah. Has, yes. How's it in the, in rugby union? Well, there's still there's still a long long way off doing it in the rugby union. Okay. But the big the big swing is pretty much with rugby. Once you decided on a national team, that was you done. But just in the last couple of years, they've now tweaked the rules where you you can play for the All Blacks, which a lot of guys do. Don't end up cementing a spot, go overseas, blah blah blah. Then three or four years later, three years, three years later, they can come back into the international fold and play for Tonga. So at it's, this World Cup coming, the Tonga team and the Samoan team are going to be ridiculously stronger. That Tonga oh, okay. team on the weekend that turned out had Malakai Fikitoa, Augustine Polo. They had loads of All, all Blacks, yeah, okay. former All Blacks playing for them. And that's never happened before in. Any- no. Well, no, okay. No, so it's it's going to be interesting how far they can go and, and upset the uh, Apple Card. Obviously, there's been, <laughs> the reason why it's been blocked for so long is the Northern Hemisphere teams who run rugby essentially, England, Scotland's, and Wales and Ireland's. They've never really seen the benefit of having a few <laughs> a few of these other teams become stronger Strong, because yeah. all of a sudden they're seated at the top table of the quarterfinals of the World Cups and that becomes severely threatened. Right. So I want to get in early. Mm. Um, which team do you think will benefit most from these rule changes? 
Samoa or Tonga? Tonga will Tonga. benefit the most. Okay. Yep, they will benefit the most. But out of all the Pacific Islands, Fiji is the one that just keeps improving. Right. Okay. On the back of Rud Radra, of yeah. the big uh, Parramatta league, he is as he's as destructive as any back in world rugby, and I think he's probably the highest played player in the world in the world these I can days. See so. why he's left Parramatta. <laughs> yeah, well, that that was uh, sniffing with Beaver. Um, <laughs> just been sniffing everywhere. <laughs> Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Enter the man from Transylvania, Romania. Oh, Pavel Florin. I tell you what, he was flooring our audience oh. because they just love him. He's. Uh, I asked him about his slower balls. Well, he's got six of them. <laughs> <laughs> they were fantastic. Take a listen to this on your Pavel. But our next guest is a star of the European Cricket Club. He's out here for sports bet. Florin, Pavel Florin is here. Welcome to the run home with Joel and Fletch. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Hi, everyone. Uh, I am very good. I am very happy because I'm here again in Australia. Uh, so was my plan this year after uh, this all this COVID to return here. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Pavel. So this is your second time you've been to Australia? Yeah, it's the second time. I was in 2019 yep. before the COVID, uh, and uh, I can say it was the adventure of my life in oh. that time. What was your favourite part? Just give us one or the favourite activity you did uh, in Australia. So uh, my favourite part was, uh, you know, I live in Transylvania and uh, I am the only player or only uh, cricket player from uh, that part. So when I come here... Uh, everybody play cricket uh, on the uh, field, on the sad or on uh, in uh, indoor. So I play every, every, every day. <laughs> now, I understand and we understand. Are you a full-time bodyguard, Pavel? Yes, yes. Any big names so, that you've um, had to protect? Dracula. No, I I, uh, I don't work in that level. Uh, I work in the nightclub. Uh, every oh. night I have uh, 500, 600 people. Yes. So I do this for uh, 20 years. Uh, I love uh, what I do. And uh, I think uh, uh, is uh, the job for me. Okay. Pavel, I just want to – you just said that you, you played three other sports and you're a champion of that. What sports were they? So I, I play American football. In the past, I played uh, mm. since uh, three years ago and I quit because there's many, many injuries and all my body is full of injuries. Uh, I I play futsal, indoor football, uh, where uh, I play it. Now I, I am coaching uh, this sport in my city in uh, the first league. Uh, and uh, of course cricket, but I play also many many other sports, and uh, I know almost everything about the Australian sports. In my country, they are not uh, like uh, Aussie rules or netball or uh, rugby league, yeah. for example. And I try to teach uh, uh, my people about uh, these sports. Also, uh, I try to teach him uh, the main uh, cricket. People who haven't seen your bowling action which I have seen your bowling action, would you describe yourself as a spinner, a medium pacer, or a leg spinner? What's What sort of bowler are you? No, I am a different bowler. Yes. Uh, you see, 
uh, I tell you, in my part is not uh, cricket field. Uh, they are not coaches. They are nothing. Uh, the people, if I ask uh, on the road, uh, they uh, say cricket is something on the horses, uh, like that polo or croquet. Oh, so croquet, like I, croquet. Yeah. So uh, I learn about uh, short videos or uh, I see some games on uh, TV and I try uh, to imitate uh, the people. Uh, uh, from this uh, is coming my bowling, and uh, my bowling uh, is working when it's slow. Yep. Uh, when the, I have speed, uh, uh, all the batsmen hit me. Oh, okay. So I, <laughs> I remain with uh, slow. Uh, more than that, uh, I make it slow, slow, and now I bowl slow, slow, slow bowling. <laughs> because... Uh, <laughs> so every, uh, every ball... Pavel is a slower ball. <laughs> yeah, I have three different type of slow. Yes, because you need to uh, play with uh, the uh, batsman uh, mind. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I do. What? So, so what? What do you? How do you describe it? How would you describe your first slow ball? Uh, first, uh, first is very easy because they don't know what happened and uh, they are very scared. You know, if you go out uh, because Pavel is very bad for you, everybody laughs of you. So uh, all, all the batsmen, they are scared. Uh, nobody attacked my first ball. So uh, the the fourth ball is uh, uh, slow, slow, you know. Right. After, after depends uh, how uh, the batsmen act. But uh, I can't say more on radio because uh, they know after my strategy, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I like you get some height. I love how you just throw that up there. It's like a big grenade. But you land it. Yeah, to, to, to your credit, name, you land it on the spot pretty much every time. Is the name of my bowling is grenade? Oh. Grenade is the name of my bowling. What is and the room? I have a. What is it? Sorry, I have man. a celebration. I have a celebration like I throw a grenade and after I go to floor and I wait to explode. Oh. And sometimes he explodes. Uh, <laughs> I have an international game. I have 16 games and 16 wickets. Oh, so good average. I have I have a place in history. You do to say like that. How would I say in Romanian or Transylvanian? How would I say the word grenade? What is it? Uh, it's almost uh, the same. Is grenade. grenade? Grenade. Okay. Canada. That should be your nickname. Well, I tell you what, you've set the world of cricket alight. There's many, many jealous people out there who can't believe that um, they've been beaten to the punch by you, Pavel Florin. You are, you are, and this will be etched in history. They can never take this away from you. You are the captain of the Grubs. Sportsbet have got yeah. behind you. There's two things that our listeners must YouTube. Well, they must look on social media for Sportsbet and see the announcement of you taking over said vocation. And they must also look up YouTube Pavel Florin yep. when you're just sending down these absolute... Grenades. 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 Grenada. 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 Thanks for listening to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Was that really our best, Brian? Yeah. Yeah. It was outstanding. We got them good. We're getting them good. We're getting them real good. That was the best of the week. Yeah. You're lucky, listeners, because we don't usually give out our best. You know what? Have another listen on the podcast. Why don't do it three times? Mm.
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.